Welcome to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of Asian Americans in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. And I'm Grace. This week, I was originally planning on having a fun episode on Lunar New Year, but we can't ignore what's happening in the Asian American community. Since COVID has started, we've seen a 1,900% increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans. Trump once called the coronavirus the Kung Flu and has made constant racist remarks surrounding Asians and the pandemic. The fact that someone in the government has said that paved the way for this 1,900% increase of hate crimes to ensue. Asian elders and families have been attacked, and here are some of their names and stories. Vicha Ratanapak D was an 84-year-old Thai man who passed away on January 30th after being assaulted during his morning walk. When I look at his picture that's going around on the internet, the one where he has a solemn smile on his face, I think of my grandpa. He used to go on morning walks too. What if that was him? These aren't just faces on the internet. They're real people. I will be sharing the story of a 61-year-old Filipino man named Noel Quintana, who is the most recent victim in a series of subway attacks against Asian elders. Mr. Quintana was riding the New York subway on his way to his first of two jobs when a man started kicking his backpack. When Mr. Quintana asked the man to stop, he pulled out a knife and slashed Mr. Quintana's face from cheek to cheek. Mr. Quintana, who was bleeding heavily, stumbled off the train and managed to get a ticket booth attendant to call 911. It was reported that his wound was so deep that he was unable to talk. During an interview with Mr. Quintana after the attack, he said, I was scared because I thought I was going to die and nobody helped me. This wouldn't have happened if this man was white and that is a huge overlooked problem. This story really hit me hard because my family is Filipino. That could have been my Lolo or Lola or even my aunts, uncles, or mom. For Filipinos, it is common to call other Filipinos auntie or uncle, so it creates the sense of family within the Filipino community. Even though I didn't know this man personally, I felt as if one of my family members was hurt. That could have happened to any one of my relatives simply because of their race. These people who are being attacked have family, friends, and loved ones. It's so painful, angering, and disgusting to see this happen to elderly Asians who could have been any one of our relatives. I'm so enraged knowing that there are so many innocent people dying simply because of unjustified anger towards Asians. This is a serious problem, and the fact that it is being overlooked and not being spread around the news is so disheartening. On January 31st, a 91-year-old man was shoved to the ground in a brutal assault. The perpetrator, who has now been arrested, went on to attack a woman in her 50s and a man in his 60s in Oakland's Chinatown, leaving them all injured. The news isn't really touching upon these stories, and it's really upsetting to see that these kinds of acts are happening without proper coverage. Having someone being attacked simply because of their race really dehumanizes everyone. This story really hit close to home because I have a 94-year-old grandfather, and if he was pushed, he probably would not have survived. This could happen to anyone's families, and we really just need to create a community where we support each other instead of turning on each other. I wanted to talk about a couple of incidents that happened last year during the beginning of quarantine. I specifically chose these because they took place right here in Seattle. So first off, on May 16th of 2020, an Asian couple were walking downtown when an unidentified man shoved the male victim, slapped his face mask, and knocked off his glasses. According to the police, the couple had said the suspect then told them, it's all your fault. On a separate occasion, police were called to the scene after a man in Golden Gardens Park was reported for yelling at park visitors who were Asian. 
The suspect chased one woman as she tried to drive away from the scene in her vehicle. A few minutes later, the same suspect aggressively approached an Asian couple. The pair told the police they were walking to their car when the suspect confronted them while yelling before spitting into the male victim's face and striking his cheek. You can find the more detailed list on the Como News website. That doesn't even scratch the surface. Though we can't find the exact statistics yet, we know that in the Chinatown of Oakland, California, there have been 20 reported assaults in the past two weeks. And from March 2020 to September 2020, there were 2,500 reports of Asian American assaults across the United States. You might be thinking that these are all far away and not your problems, but this is everywhere. Each one of us has experienced some kind of discrimination since COVID. Our experiences weren't nearly as extreme as those we have listed, but if we can bring awareness by sharing our own stories, then we will. So back right when COVID was starting to pick up, um, well, we used to sit in this corner of the lunchroom with our friends, and we had a pretty big like group, and a good number of them were Asian, I think, just because our school has a bunch of Asian kids. And so one day, one of our friends came up to me, and he said, did you hear that that kid called us the Corona Corner just because we were Asian? And I was like, that, like, honestly, at the time, it didn't really phase me because I think... I don't know. I've just kind of gotten used to it. Like back in first grade, some kid said I was eating rat tails when I was eating soba and that made me cry. And then I was like, you know what? I do not care. Um, But I, Uh. (laughs) yeah, so there's that one. But I don't know. I think it's become very normalized for us, even though a good amount of our population on this literal island is Asian we still have these experiences, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it shocked me a lot more than it shocked the rest of us, just because I guess I didn't expect, like, the racism to come towards us on, like, this tiny isolated island. Like, I mean, obviously, I've experienced racism before. Like, I should be used to it by now. But, like, that just really shocked me. Like, And then I, like, it hit me. I was like, wow, that's so obvious. Of course someone would call us that because we're Asian. And, like, that thought just came to my head. And I was like, well, duh, because racism is so normalized against Asians, I think, especially in such an isolated community. I thought that, yeah, it was really predictable, to be honest. And I didn't know it, similar with you, Sophie, until pretty recently. And I think it's just really sad that, people would call us the corona corner just because we were Asian and it yeah it's just really disheartening to know that people are so just blatantly racist in our school and in our community. I was especially surprised because initially um, after I moved here I was told that this area was very progressive and I heard that there was a lot of like anti-racist movements going on and Obviously, I kind of assumed that everyone was really educated. So I was um, disappointed, but not surprised when I heard about those things. I think it happens every day. I think, you know, it's inevitable. Like, people are going to be racist no matter what. It just surprised me and shocked me even more because um, I thought different about this area. I personally have been called Corona at school before, and I remember exactly how it happened. 
I was just walking down the hallway, minding my own business. And this guy came up to me and he just said, coronavirus. And then he walked away. And I was really shocked. And honestly, I didn't really know what corona was because it was way before quarantine. But it just just started spiraling and it started happening more often. And we eventually went into lockdown. And I think that's why um, a lot of me is still like holding a grudge against that school and that experience and that person because that was my last memory before, you know, we went into lockdown and we eventually graduated from that school. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I totally forgot we graduated from there. Um, But yeah, one of the last memories I have in that building is the exact same thing that Grace just said. Um, Like this kid just came up to me and he said, Corona, and he just walked away, and I was really confused, and so I was looking, I was like, okay, maybe he says it to, like, everyone, but nope, it was just me, and that was because I was the only Asian kid who happened to be walking down the hall at the time, and so I was like, ow, that kind of hurt, like, why did he say that to me, um, but it, yeah, which was just really shocking the first time around, but after hearing that it happened to Grace, too, I was like, okay, like, this guy has something against Asians and for some reason that shocked me too because I was like this community is progressive isn't it but that made me doubt like kind of the education that people receive around here because I expected better of the people here because you know like I guess this area is known like Grace said for being really progressive so yeah that that kind of hurt I also just want to mention that just because we had that one bad experience doesn't really mean the entire school or like the teachers, staff, everyone is like that. And it doesn't mean that, um, you know, the kids in the school aren't being educated. It just kind of goes to show that we aren't being educated enough about the right things. Um, It's pretty obvious. It's basic human decency not to be racist, but I think we need to start teaching kids to be anti-racist and we need to talk about how it's not a joke and it's not funny because knowing that kid who said that, I don't think he meant it as like a bullying thing. I think he meant it as a joke, but it's not and it's not funny. Yeah, one of my last memories of that school was you guys know I was sick in February probably or early March, really early March. I wasn't sick with COVID coronavirus or anything, but ordinarily I probably would have gone to school because it was only just a, like a mild cough and like a slightly running nose. But my parents just really pushed me not to go back just for fear that I wouldn't get literally attacked for being sick and Asian. And I think that's just really sad because I shouldn't have to feel scared because of my race and the implications of that. And it's just so sad. It really is sad that um, our last experiences and our last moments at that school before going into lockdown was like that. I think it just, it's, it's just really heartbreaking that we had to experience that. And I can't even imagine what the younger classmen went through because I know that um, I'm pretty sure like half the school is Asian and I can guarantee you that we weren't the only ones who experienced something like that 
I just really hope that the seventh graders, sixth graders, and even the kids at elementary school, um, you know, didn't have that experience. It just, it just really hurts me. Yeah, I think with the elementary school kids, like I said earlier, some kid in first grade, I brought soba to school and he said they were rat tails. And then I cried and I didn't eat soba for like years. But I think since COVID, especially with these elementary school kids who are sensitive, who don't really have an idea of what's going on, I hope that that won't make them want to disconnect from their culture like I did. Lastly, I just wanted to add that um, this is sort of a message to, I guess, teachers, staff, anybody that is around children or works around children. I said this earlier, but I think it's so so important to teach kids to be anti-racist and especially right now we need to teach people that making racist jokes is not funny and because the Asian American community is being targeted I think it's especially important to teach people more about the Asian American community and the hate crimes that have happened so we can prevent them from happening in the future Um, and also I just really, really hope that our area can use all the resources we have to make the world somewhat of a better place or try as best as we can to do that. Yeah, and I think as much as we have made this, um, like this is a really heavy topic, but there are definitely ways to help, like um, buying from your local Asian American businesses. One of my favorites in Chinatown in the International District is Shanghai Garden, and my parents have been going there since they were dating, since before they had me. And their food is really good, and the staff, like the people working there, they're so nice. Also, another place I like is Trace Sandwich House. It's this Japanese sandwich place, and that's over in Bellevue, and they have really good they have like a katsu sandwich like if you've ever been to japan you know the convenience stores and how they have like um katsu sandwiches or tamago sandwiches they have all of that there but they sell it really quick so you need to go in the morning so check that out do you guys have any um favorite asian local businesses i have a few restaurants and other stuff um meat fresh is a really good dessert place it's probably one of my favorites, along with Young's Tea, which is a boba tea shop. And then Honey Court Seafood Restaurant. It's amazing. We get takeout from there a lot. And also, I don't know how to pronounce it, but like Kinokunia. Oh, yeah. Kinokunia. It's probably, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite places. It's a bookstore, like slash stationery. It has all sorts of stuff. And that's and, inside of uh, Uwajimaya. Yeah. Yeah, there's this place that um, my family goes to all the time. It's called Saigon Deli, and it specializes in, like, Vietnamese street food. So you can get, like, banh mi and other things there. And the people there are really hardworking, and they don't normally get a lot of business because it's, like, a smaller shop, so people are more hesitant to go there. But the stuff there is, like, really good. And you can tell that the people there are really, really hardworking. So I think that's a good place to check out. If you want something a bit more affordable, I always recommend cooking at home. Um, It might not taste as good, but it's a fun experience. Um, You can easily just look up any Asian food recipe online, and you can go to your local uh, Asian market, and you can find the ingredients there. If you're ever cooking or, you know, just buying Asian food, I would 
always, always recommend to get it from an Asian market. It tastes better, it's more fresh, and it's overall more authentic. And if you're not in the Seattle area, just go to your local Chinatown, your local international district, and just check out their businesses. Like, there's so many cool places you can't go wrong, whether it be restaurants or toy shops or bookshops. Like, there's really so much cool, so many cool things to discover. I think beyond supporting your local Asian American businesses, just calling out people's racist behaviors. Like, if it's a no matter what it is, if it's a microaggression, if someone's like straight up being assaulted, just calling them out on that. And if you do um, see assault cases or if you do know someone who's been assaulted, um, please report them at stopaapihate.org. Again, that is S-T-O-P-A-A-P-I-H-A-T-E dot O-R-G. And on that website, you can report assault cases so then the world can be better. Um, also, just donate to GoFundMe's of victims, and I'll link the um, GoFundMe's and the website I previously said in the description of this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Lastly, I think it's super important to educate yourself. It's not enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racist. You have to actively be fighting against racism, and in order to do that, you should educate yourself. There are tons of books online um, and you can go ahead and read them and really educate yourself and acknowledge your privilege. And I think that's one of the best ways to help. So today we talked about the problem we are seeing in the Asian American community. We're ta- we talked about the different victims and their stories and the ways to help. So please check out the description and there will be linked there. There will be different um, websites that you can use to help. And please just um, talk about this more because we're finally seeing this being picked up by the media and we want it to grow and grow because this is a big deal and these are real people. And this could, And that could even be one of us. So thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. I know this was a pretty heavy episode, but... Hopefully we'll see change and we'll come back with a fun episode next week.